And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. From the near frontier, thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I am not, I repeat, I am not flying solo this week. We have the return of the one and only, the lovely and talented Miss E. Hello. Hello. It is so good to see you upright. Yeah, that, uh, the new, um chemo trial was a bit much I, I, it was funny because i was explaining to the doctor how i was feeling i was like well it's almost like i was going through la 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 and everything was all all good and all of a sudden it was like whack smack so yeah i was sick starting like it was like over a week um just weak no appetite couldn't eat every stomach issue you can think of i had um so yeah not fun at all um, could barely sit up, let alone yeah, you're, walk around. I, I wouldn't even. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can sit up for a few minutes at a time, but then I'd, you know, if you like went to work, I'd find you at your desk, head down, waiting for that email to yeah. come in, and until yeah. then, you're basically yeah, as close to lying down as you could. I was like, and I kept thinking, I really need a cot in here. I need to figure out how to put a cot in here. Um, but, yeah, so I got to get three days off of it completely. And then when I started back, they had me start at half dosage. But now the half dosage is the new normal. So and we'll that seems s- to be doing okay. Yeah, I don't feel half as bad. Um, again, it's all cumulative. It's chemo. It just right. builds up as the toxicity, toxicity level in your system. But I don't feel as bad um, now. And uh, we'll know on the 19th whether or not the lower dosage combination is going to work. So... Yeah, because we'll get the uh, the the first scan done, right? Yeah, this is gonna be the CT. That'll be the first CT scan after I started this study. Okay, they're gonna do them every six weeks. Thank goodness they're paying for them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I am glad to see you up and around because it was. Uh, I had somebody tell me it was so. Our friend Greg from Simplicity Llamas uh, down in North Carolina drove up with Pongo to uh, Farmville, and uh, I got a chance to see Greg, and, and he said, I, yeah, he said, you know, after listening to the last podcast, which you haven't heard, um, he said, uh, I just knew that I had to come up here and bring a teddy bear for Miss Eda hug. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were not able to get down there, no, so I, I, was... I hugged Pongo, the teddy bear llama, for you, uh, but he said, yeah, he said, you, you just sounded, he said, because he wasn't around, and you sounded terrible. I was getting over the cold, yeah. so I kind of lost my voice, and, you know, it was. Listen, you do a lot. You know, you do a lot around the house. Yeah, we I had do. this conversation the other day where you were saying how bad you felt about not being able to do anything, and I said, "Look, we've been married for twenty-two years. I think you've got about nineteen years of doing nothing at all before it evens out." So yeah, you know, there was, and, and I was glad that I was able to actually step up and, and do everything that needed to get done. Yeah, and uh, that made me feel good while you were feeling bad. Yes. So, so I, yeah, everything was better. Um, I feel way better. My hair's growing back, uh, which is nice to see. I was actually, most women are like, oh, man, I got to shave my legs. And I was like, oh, man, I have to shave my legs? Like, I was actually like, wow, look, for the first time in a long time. So, this is small things. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's the small victories that uh, you look for. And speaking of small victories, we've actually had a few of them uh, here on the 40 Acres this week. So uh, the stuff that's in the raised garden beds that we've been planting have are, are doing really, really well. We have blossoms on our cucumber plants. We have blossoms on at least two varieties of our tomatoes right now. And I'd say by the time you get a chance to listen to this, we'll have blossoms on probably five or six 
Uh, and they got all the little tomatoes. bugs everywhere. Yep, they just haven't popped open yet. Um, the beets that we planted are doing really well. The, the carrots have started taking off again. The the peppers, the, you know, I had said last week that uh, the peppers just in the greenhouse, they weren't really going well, and I thought they were doing all right. They're still really, really puny and really small. Um. So I went ahead and I went down to one of the big box hardware stores slash garden centers in Farmville this past weekend, and you can Google the one that we have because we only have one of the two brands. So uh, you can figure out what that is for yourself. But anyway, so I went down there <laughs> and I actually bought uh, 12 pepper plants, all hot peppers. And I went ahead and planted them in the garden and I've been watering them every night, trying to make sure they take root and they are dying. Well, you shouldn't water at night. It's probably water in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It needs a chance to, you can't water at night. You want the leaves to be all wet. So. Well, I try to water just at the base. I'm okay. directing the, you know, so I'm not getting oh, the leaves right. wet. Well, then that's not bad then. Uh, yeah, they're just not they're just not transplanted well. No, so. and then we because I was cheap and used such old seed, we hardly have any pepper plants that are growing in the greenhouse either to, to plant out. So I know. So this might be the year, like I said last week, this might be the year of the Corny Goat Farm tomato sauce. Yeah. Corny Goat Farm hot sauce. Yeah, right? no kidding. <laughs> we'll have a lot of tomatoes, which is nice. And Because we love to have them out of hand and, you know, we can share. We've got a whole bunch of different types of real fun grape tomatoes. And I like to keep them out on the counter so the kids could just snack on them. Yeah. So. In fact, uh, I think we've talked before, Sun Golds are the, the really sweet variety that we mm-hmm. like. And we were at... Um, Wegmans, one of the you know big grocery stores in the Richmond area, and they had a variety of tomato, and I think it was called I think they were called sugar bombs, something like that. They're like they look like little grapes, and they're all on the vine still. Yeah, long elongated grapes. Yeah, like oval grapes, and uh, and so we went ahead and bought some, and they were weirdly they're weirdly sweet. sweet. There's like no tomato acid part like because with tomatoes you get a sweet but you get the tart from the acid right it's like these have absolutely no acid it's just all sugar yeah it was really strange it's a very strange tomato i'm not sure that i like them they're they're like they're way sweeter than the sun gold yeah well because the sun golds have that tomato tart mm-hmm. in addition to being super sweet yeah but they're not sweet they're not sweet enough to be like a berry I don't know. Sometimes when they got to the real good orange, no, the sun, the sun goes. Yeah, but not yeah. these sugar bombs. No. no, they're they're really weird to describe. I'm just I'm not sure. I'm a but fan. there's it's, it's the it's the acid thing. That's what makes it. It's this throws the full flavor off because there's absolutely no acidic part to it. Yeah, we so. were also able to start uh, picking blueberries this past weekend, which yes. is fun and. I'm really glad that I'm, I'm shocked and surprised that the birds haven't eaten more because we don't have any deer netting up over. The, uh, well, maybe they've eaten more than we realize. Maybe, but I, we've got one. So we've got several varieties of blueberries. And we have one bush that's much taller than the others, and it has much bigger, plumper berries. And it usually comes sooner. That oh yeah, that always goes first. And we've I mean, able to pull off quite a bit. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm that's really good. Surprised. I so. like that. The other morning, I had some Greek yogurt and fresh blueberries and granola with a drizzle of honey for breakfast. It was delicious. Yeah, so now we get into the uh, the challenges since the last time we talked. Speaking of honey, so uh, yeah. you know, I, I had said wah, uh, wah, a couple wah. of podcasts ago that uh, I went down and I checked the hive, and there were like very very few bees there. Um, and you went down today, and you actually started pulling out the frame. I took the whole thing apart. The whole thing is infested with mite beetle larvae. 
Is that what they are? They're called yeah. mite beetles? They're mite beetles, um, and it's all the little larvae that get up in the thing. Because the other only a thing it would be with the larvae from a wax moth, but the wax moth leave a weird webbing on top. And the and this was just a nasty stickiness, which because they turn, they ferment and infect the honey. So, yeah, we've got the whole super, the whole two supers were crap full of... Um, Worms, they just look like little nasty mealworms. I was trying to get the chickens to come down, and then uh, they never did move up to the new super that we put, so they must have been spending energy fighting off the mites, so we didn't realize it. Okay, because we never cracked open the bottom layers, yeah. So, all right, so it is a learning process. The good news is that the, the good news is that the, the bees are still alive, they just took off, so yeah, they, they just they found moved. a new place to live, yeah. Not on our farm, but they, they weren't, they weren't, they're not, they didn't die off. Yeah, they might um, move, they probably moved to somebody else who couldn't catch the swarm and start, start them in a new hive. Yeah, and you are scheduled to attend a class. Well, um, yeah, I signed up for a honey extraction class on the 8th of June up at the Scottsville Supply Store in Scottsville, Virginia. Yeah. And so, uh, so we're, we're, we're still learning. I'm still going to take first, the class. I mean, I know the first impulse when, when you went down yesterday and you saw... No, it was today. Earlier I just today. did it Sorry, today. Earlier today. And you saw this and you said, well, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But I would like to. I, I really would, would, but we'll probably just have to wait till next year and get... What I'll do is next year we'll get two nooks and we'll use the hive that we got from our friends that we never did build into this year. Yeah. And then we'll use the new hive that we just... Uh, we'll just give it a good cleaning. Yeah. It just, I just, everything's separated and pulled out in the sun. Those things don't like the sunlight. So right. birds will come down and have a big old feast eating all those <laughs> things. We'll burn the frames because they're all nasty and infected with mm-hmm. gross and, and probably more eggs. And then uh, we'll just give the hive bodies a scrub and everything else and we'll be ready to go next time around. Yep. That's all you can do. Yeah. So, uh, so no honey. This fall for no, us. No, not for us. But that's okay. Eh, we can support the local beekeepers and buy their honey. We do think we have a uh, surprise pregnancy. We've been going back and forth about whether or not Twilight is pregnant. Yeah, because this is... So, Chico was a Nigerian dwarf. Twilight's a little bit bigger and way bossier than Chico. <laughs> and she never really let him do anything. Like, she would not let him near her. And he... we. The other girls have gotten gone through like three cycles of babies with Chico since we've had him. Yeah. And we haven't had one from Twilight. Twilight. Nothing. Nothing between her and Chico. We sell Chico. We're not gonna do the babies anymore for a little while because, you know, just stuff's too much is going on. And um looking at Twilight the other day, I'm like, her udder is filling up. She is pregnant. Like, way late in the game. I guess she timely threw poor Chico a bone. Right. And, yeah, she's knocked up. Yeah, so she's probably, what would you think, about a month or so away? Um, I don't know. She's already starting to utter up. I'm I'm saying weeks, weeks within the next couple of weeks, probably. So, So, based on how you're feeling right now... And based on the amount of milk that we get from Twilight, because she's the I want a milk. Like, now that she's pregnant, now that I know she'll be... Right. I'm going to milk this year. At least her. I'll milk everybody. Okay. Because everybody's still got their kids on them right now. Okay. Um, But Nigerian dwarves, the amount of work that you have to do to get the little tiny amount of milk that you're getting from them, kind of wasn't worth the aggravation. However, the Nigerian dwarf with 
toffee, to I mean, Twilight, Twilight gives a really decent amount of milk. She can give a whole quart in a two-day milking. Yeah. Whereas the other two, I'll get maybe a pint from twice. So it's like a cup each time. And uh -huh. you're going through a lot of crap and work and right. sterilization and milk filter and yada, yada, yada. But it'll be worth it with, toffee, with Twilight lactating okay. so yeah it'll be yummy mozzarella <laughs> and fresh chevra and and uh oog i love goat's milk greek style yogurt mm -hmm. uh, i only can manage the fresh stuff i've tried aged cheeses and they failed miserably so i'll leave the <laughs> aged cheeses to the pros and i'll just keep with the stuff that i really know how to do and if you are traveling to uh, farmville virginia over the next couple of weeks um twilight and toffee will be hanging out at uh, Charlie's Waterfront Cafe because on the waterfront, which is the Appomattox River, uh, it's gotten kind of overgrown. And so they asked, can we borrow a couple of your goats? And uh, we said, sure. Yep. So they're going to be living down in Farmville. They're going to be city goats Human, for a couple the, of weeks. They're going to be lawnmowers for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, and a, uh, and a, and a, a minor tourist attraction, Yeah, uh, at least for the uh, the folks who want to eat uh, out on the deck at Charlie's. They have yeah. a beautiful deck that overlooks the, uh, the river, and, uh, and they've got the Virginia Tasting Cellar, which is like six or seven different wineries in one location. And yeah, and all they, from Virginia. Yeah. And, and also they have a, a, I think they've got a, a cidery. cidery. Yeah, I think they sell a At least cidery. one or two. Tell you what, uh, Farmer's actually becoming a little booze hound town. We've got the uh, James River Brewery has opened up their satellite location. Oh, have they already? Uh -huh. Oh, good. And then there's at the, least the, one other. The one on third, right? Yeah, there's another brewery uh, that's in the, with the High Bridge Loft Apartments, which are like student apartments and then I love this. It's like student apartments, basically, and then you got a uh, a brewery on the on the ground floor. Well, it used <laughs> to be, and it used to be where the the co-op was, the yeah. Southern States Farm Store. So it's a big, huge, old warehouse, and they did a really great job from the outside. I don't know what the rooms look like on the inside, but from the outside, they did a really great job renovating it. They kept the window style and everything. It's really neat looking. It is, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, we're we're starting to become a little, you know, booze territory. We don't have a distillery, uh, and they're also supposed to be opening up a restaurant kind of like a sports bar -y place in uh, downtown farmville that's going to have like 150 beers on tap or that's the like one that. that i was thinking that was that the, that's not where the james river no is where are they the james river brewery is actually on the other side of the appendix river right next to the sushi place that used to be in the gas station oh okay so the, it's also near <laughs> where um you can i think there's a uh, now a sporting sporting goods store there uh, yes, Airs uh, Pond and Sporting Goods, that's yeah. the, the local gun store. And I think you get kayaks down in that area, too. So Yes. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. We'll so. have to check it out. I, I love that sushi place. And we, we would, and literally, it was like so funny because they had that commercial about gas station sushi maybe not being a really good idea. And when we first started going to the sushi restaurant, it is in the same building as a gas station. And it, literally, you were going to get gas station sushi, but it's delicious. It's really oh, good it's so sushi. Good. I can't remember what the name of the place is, but it's the only sushi restaurant in Farmville. Yeah, something I, I, like that, I, I, right? It's really sushi. Really, really. Uh, but it's in a much better location, a much bigger location, much prettier, and not a gas station. So Yeah, next door to a gas station, but not in a gas station. Right. Itself, right? <laughs> and the, uh, the James River Brewery, so... Uh, well, I was um, over Memorial Day weekend. I, I drove down to Appomattox, Virginia, which is uh, about 20 miles or so from Farmville. And um, I was looking for, basically I was looking for, you know, a national cemetery, someplace where I could pay my respects. Right. And there's one Union soldier, that, uh, just one, that's buried at Appomattox. 
uh, because most of the Union soldiers who died, their bodies were recovered a year later and they were taken to the National Cemetery in Hopewell, Virginia. But apparently sometime after that, when the Daughters of the Confederacy were digging up the Confederate soldiers, they found a Union soldier. Oops. No identification, so he's unknown. But they buried him in a cemetery with... 18 Confederate soldiers. That's funny. Right. Uh, including one guy who actually, from Alabama, he enlisted three days after the shots were fired at Fort Sumner and died less than 24 hours before Lee's surrender. Like so he, he managed lived. to make it that entire time yep. and died at the last minute? Died at the, died at the last minute. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's a bummer. I know. So anyway, so I went down to the one Union grave and... Pay my respects to the uh, Union soldier, and then I, I drove into Appomattox itself because I had to go to uh, Walmart for some uh, items. And wow, uh, just the People sea of humanity Walmart. on display. Yeah, and uh, so as I'm driving through Appomattox, there's a little uh, strip mall that a couple of years ago, honestly, was like more than half empty, and now it's 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 filling up again, which is nice to see. Oh. Um, one of the places is the, uh, the the box office for an outdoor theater company called Wolfbane Productions, which has opened up in Appomattox. And then they had a, a brewery, uh, and I cannot remember the name of the brewery right now. It starts it's, with a K. It's like Kill Curry Ken Plus or something. something like, like that. It's, it's like it's, three it's the, girl names. Right, combined into one. Together, Just look up Appomattox Brewery, because it's the only brewery in Appomattox. And so I, the parking lot was empty. This was, you know, Sunday afternoon at like 3 o'clock. So I went in and uh, grabbed myself a beer and was talking to the owner. And uh, Virginia brewery laws do not allow you to make or serve food. You can't because then you're a restaurant. Okay. So, and in Virginia, there are no bars. Right, there are yeah. Only restaurants. There are only so restaurants. You have that's to derive like fifty-five percent of your sales from food. Yeah, and so which is stupid in a brewery. That probably isn't going to happen. Right. So then all of a sudden you're a bar, but what you can do, which again I think is just stupid, is you can order food and have it delivered to the brewery, or you can bring food in. The brewery can let you bring food in, and so in Farmville. Uh, so in Appomattox, the local pizza places deliver, and they'll actually bring in food trucks on the weekend. Oh, neat. But in Farmville at the James River Brewery, there's a, uh, a convenience store that opened up like right next door, and they're now doing pizzas, and they're doing wings, and they're doing all kinds of bar food oh. that you can pick up and walk right next door and to eat the brewery. Well, I guess it helps out two businesses. I, I, I guess, but it's still just... It's a stupid rule. It, it is. It's just a stupid regulation. Yeah, Stupid really bit is. of red tape. But look, we still have state-owned liquor stores in Virginia, so our yeah. alcohol laws are all kinds of screwy and stupid. Yeah. But you could buy anything else in the grocery store. That's true, which growing up in Oklahoma and living in Oklahoma... You we couldn't do it in New Jersey either. Yeah, no wine. Uh, you could get 3.2 beer in convenience stores, but I don't remember if you could get them in... In, in grocery stores in Oklahoma. No, I don't think so. You can get... Well, maybe. No, no you could get it at the grocery store. Okay. But you could get yeah, six two beer. It was all 3.2%. Yeah. Anything over that, you had to get at the liquor store. And you know what? I don't think they did have it at the grocery stores. I think they do have it now, though. I think you're right. And they have refrigeration at liquor stores. Because remember, they never, you, could, you had to go to the liquor yeah, store to buy, buy the beer. Warm beer. A, a warm beer or warm white <laughs> wine and take it home. Whereas... I grew up in New Jersey. You go to the liquor store, and they had the refrigerated section. They had the you know the not refrigerated section. You got your wine, your beer, your hard liquor. You could get mixers, chips, cigarettes, and gum, all at the liquor store. Wow. Yeah. You couldn't get any. Uh, you, you no. You could get 
I th- you think you might be able to get you wine. might have been able to get mixers. No, you couldn't get mixers. You couldn't in even Oklahoma. get like Bloody Mary mix. Nope, That's nothing but so um, beer, wine, and hard alcohol at um, in Oklahoma. I, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I remember as a as a little kid, like I didn't understand what this meant. I think I was six when Oklahoma County, which is where I lived, Oklahoma City, they passed liquor by the drink. Now, I didn't. I didn't understand that. I knew that it had passed. Oh, it means you didn't have to buy a whole bottle of something when you went out right. to dinner. And so all of a sudden, bars could be a thing. Yeah. Uh, and there was a bar. Again, I'm like six. I don't know why I remember this, but there was a bar called After the Gold Rush. Probably because you were thinking the Gold Rush, right? And uh, and it was at Southwest 74th in Pennsylvania, right next to the Sound Warehouse record store. Okay. Um, and I just remember like. I remember that being a thing all of a sudden. And it was like the outside exterior was almost like an Old West exterior. Um, And I just, I was was like a six-year-old. I was fascinated by that. And then as I got older, it closed down. It wasn't, wasn't, you know, by the time I was old enough to drive, it was gone. By the time I was old enough to sneak into bars, it was long gone. But I just remember that. And, and, And so, yeah, it was like 1980 before the liquor laws changed in Oklahoma City, in the capital, where you could go into a bar and order a cocktail. Oh, wow. As opposed to having to order, you know, buy a bottle. Um, so, yeah, the liquor laws are just, I'm always fascinated by the liquor laws. So, so here's our first question of the week, actually. 40acrefool at gmail.com. What are the weird, odd liquor laws that you have had to deal with <laughs> wherever you live? Because I, I mean, I'm sure that there are odd laws in, in all 50 states. Oh, I'm sure. I just don't know about all Well, you know, states. like in North Carolina, you can't, they sell beer and wine and stuff, but you can't buy it before noon on Sunday. Even though it's available any other time, any other day, yeah. from when the stores open to the stores close, you can buy beer, but on Sundays you can't buy it until afternoon. Because I've gone grocery shopping on Sundays when we've gone down to the beach, and if I'm there too early, you, I can't buy beer. Right. When we're picking up all the groceries, and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's the weirdest. But yeah, that's a that's a North Carolina liquor law. All right, so I would love to hear your weird liquor laws. Again, uh, 40acrefool at gmail.com. What else we have going on this week? Um, I don't know. I had my immunotherapy thing. Um, responded well to that. The bees are all dead. <laughs> Peppers are not doing well. Tomatoes are great. I'm working... Oh, I'm working on a new baby blanket. Uh, friends... Uh, daughters having a girl, and they're doing the the uh, they're doing the um, nursery in Van Gogh's Starry Night. Yeah. So I'm using the big bright yellow sun as my center. I'm kind of going. I kind of cut it into like a pie wedge. And I'm sort of kind of following the the colors in in big wavy lines. It's really pretty looking so far. So I far, it's, I like it. It's turning out really cool. Um, so it's, yeah, baby, it's called the Starry Night. And it's just coming out of my head. And you had a, uh, you, you sent off a couple of uh, baby balls yeah. to our friend Trent. To in, our friend Indiana, Trent for right? his, yeah, they had a new little boy and then they had their, their son just turned two. So I sent two, the two balls that I was working on my very first day that I was doing, uh, my first chemo when I had to sit there all day. I actually managed to knit two whole balls. So I got them all stuffed and sent off to them. And it was cute because he was talking about how he was, uh, running around the household as two balls, so they were a big hit there was uh, there was one other thing that I wanted to mention uh, before I forget about it we had a package 
that showed up in our P.O. box and this I, week. And from, I did write a thank you card. I know card you wrote a thank you back. card, but uh, this was from Arkansas, and I I'm apologize that I don't have the name right in front it's of me. It's Dawn, but I can't remember the last name. Okay, well, that's okay. We don't need to use last names. Here, no, that's but, true. But Dawn in Arkansas had made some jam for us. Something sticky. And, no, it was jam. Oh, it was jam. <laughs> but it, 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 it opened in transit, uh, unfortunately, Dawn, and so I got to the post office and um, they were asking me the cave. First of all, they're like, uh, do, "Do you know who sent you this package?" I don't, but I'm not going to tell the post office. No, I don't know who sent. Yeah, it. right. Right. I mean, that's like uh, too many questions. Um, so I said, "Yeah, I think I do." And they brought it out in like a garbage bag, and they're like, "Here you go." And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So I go to open it, and yeah, it was sticky and it was sweet, and there was I could see the jam bottles inside, but unfortunately, they were. They were they were not able to be uh, to be used. Don. So, so yeah, thank was, you very much. It was nice that you managed to thought, take a picture of the address counts. so we could send a thank you card. It is the thought that counts. It's tricky. The very first time I sent Kid One some homemade peach jam, that happened. The jar exploded everywhere. Okay. So since then I have learned that every single time I mail something foodie, I make sure I screw it on super tight. I put it inside of a thick plastic Ziploc bag. Oh, that's smart. Each one, if I multiple multiple jars, leave yeah. a little, put it, even put a little air in there, so there's a bit, a little bit of a cushion. Right. And then make sure that you're using plenty of packing material. You do not want to hear anything move when you pick up the box to shake it. If you can hear something move, you're that's going to get broken. Yeah. So I've learned that the hard way too. <laughs> but thank you again for the uh, yes. for the for the package. It was very very sweet. Uh, our snail mail address, by the way, is PO Box eight one seven, Farmville, Virginia. Two three nine zero one dash zero eight one seven, and you can uh, email Corny Goat Farm. You can email Cam Edwards. I think you can probably even get away with Miss E. You can't email Corny Goat Farm. You we can't? don't have a Corny Goat address. Oh, I thought we did. I, nah. thought, I thought that got us there. All right. Well, you can email stuff to Cam Edwards. Then. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. We do. We have forty acres and a fool. We don't have Corny Corny Goat Farm. Oh, okay. So you can email 40 acres and a fool. Yeah. Okay. That's the way email address we give out. Okay. We don't have one for Cornigo Farm. Okay. Well, that's fine. So there you go. You can, uh, if, if you are so inclined. Uh, I do have a couple of emails, as a matter of fact, to uh, get to. Um, in fact, we've got uh, a couple from Loretta and John in uh, Center Grove, New Jersey, who wrote in. Uh, Loretta says, it's been such a long time since I last wrote. Um, from Center Grove, New Jersey, a mere 15 minutes away from Missy's old stomping grounds at Bridgeton. Uh, she said, it's Memorial Day. Oh, okay. And I'm unhappy to report that we've had a pretty disastrous haymaking season so far. Oh, no. And this is really disappointing. Uh, but we will survive, as Vivian Lee proclaimed in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Tomorrow is another day. I, you know, I'm really sorry that that's been the case in New Jersey. The flooding? Yeah, because we've seen so much of that in the Midwest. Um, I, yeah. You know, I, I follow a number of farm accounts on Twitter, and we're sort of hitting the drop-dead date. Uh, I think it's coming up within the next few days for a lot of farmers in the Midwest as to do we plant corn or do we not? this year and do we have to rely on our crop insurance Mm. right and the corn futures right now are really high because not many people have been able to get corn in the ground because of all of the flooding yeah but it's a gamble you know if you go ahead and you you put it in are you going to get it you know are you going to be able to to actually harvest it by the time you need to in order to meet the uh, I think it's the December futures that's an Alison Krauss song about the storms washing the seed out yeah 
Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of these guys and gals can't even get to their fields right now. Their fields are still underwater. Oh, wow. So they can't even get there to plant. Um, so horrible. I know that that's happening a lot with the uh, the, the corn uh, growers. And in Loretta, we've actually we've been really, really lucky. We had such a wet winter and such a wet spring, but it's been really dry for like the past three or four weeks here in Central Virginia. So we've not had any trouble. We've had an explosion of growth. Yeah. Um, but I'm really any- sorry to hear that it's been a disappointing spring for you and, and so many other folks. Um, Loretta says, Cam and Missy, while I don't know your personal views on faith, God, or Christianity specifically, I'm both praying for healing for of Missy, and I'm praying that you yourselves pray to give God authority to intervene in Miss E's health and heal her. Uh, and I appreciate that. Loretta and John says, uh, not much about the farm in this message, but I will write separately uh, about that. Uh, and she did. Um, she said, I hope that you and your family had a wonderfully memorial, wonderfully memorable Memorial Day weekend. Uh, she said, I've been reading Tom Cotton's new book, which is called Sacred Duty, which describes the day-to-day life of the Old Guard, which is the U.S. Army elite unit that's tasked with duty at Arlington National Cemetery. Oh, They're the okay. ones that are always standing yeah. guard. Right? Uh, she says, I'm very moved by it. It's a great reading. Calls up at least for me, a profoundly somber and moving respect for the reverence that the U.S. military feel and demonstrate for their own fallen. She said, the requirements and rituals associated with the select soldiers tasked with duty at the Tomb of the Unknowns makes for particularly compelling reading. I, I, I'm, I'm actually very curious about that. I'm glad that uh, you, you are recommending that, Loretta. Uh, Loretta says, life here on the farm hasn't changed much since whenever I last wrote horses, hay, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, garlic, basil, corn in the orchard. Peaches, plums, sour cherries, green, golden, red apples, and pears. Nice. Blueberries, asparagus, highbush, cranberries, hops, raspberries, pink and purple grapes. Keep us way too busy, she They'll says. They'll do really well in New Jersey. Yeah. It's a garden it, state, don't, don't you know? know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Loretta says, I guess the news report is that we've decided to get the bleep out of the Socialist Republic of New Jersey. Oh, well, there is that, too, now. And Loretta says, if you thought that buying a farm was tough, let me be the first to share with you that selling a farm is a whole other kettle of fish. Oh, well, this was on the market for a while, so yeah, I can imagine. And as if selling wasn't enough of a challenge in the state with the highest property taxes in the country, we are also dealing with the delights of contemporary real estate marketing, including drone video, multiple photo shoots, and a bunch of cosmetic work in the house that is making my husband absolutely crazy. Aww. Uh, Loretta says, I suspect that we are headed back to Pennsylvania, where we came from. We have a 45-acre property in our crosshairs. Naturally, she says, we feel it's overpriced, but what else is new in the real estate market? Keeping you both, plus entire family, in uh, thoughts and prayers. And uh, thank you for that, Loretta and John. And I uh, I hope that we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, uh, me too. Modern real estate and having to sell a farm because, you know, the the property across the road from us, we've talked about this before, it, it went up for auction. It went up for sale and nobody bought it. They listed it at $550,000 for... A 4, 4,000 square foot house. 4,000 square foot house. But, but it was in a crap condition. We, we, yeah. We, yeah, we've gone over and this. It's like, yeah, and it's just so... So since then... Lots of outbuildings. It, it went so. to auction, sold for about $370,000, which, okay, for a 70-acre plot of land with a, admittedly, a pretty crummy condition. But big house, there was a two-car garage, there was a barn, there were two mobile homes, there was another shop. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But... Um, the, clearly, the buyers decided they were gonna they were gonna flip it. Yeah. Now I don't know what they've done to the inside, but it was on the market, and I think it went up for five eighty. I think they something had like it now. that. Yeah. Or I think they had it at five eighty the first time, and they're now listing it at five fifty five. Okay. Whatever. So it's down a little bit. 
Yeah, but they've started clear cutting the the trees, and they're doing just all kinds of no curb appeal stuff now. to right to drive down the cost because they're trying to you know get some money out of it right now. I'm sure that they've got to make their payments. Yeah. Um, so it looks like a, a war zone. So yard. yeah, I mean, in fact, you know, it's funny. We there's a house that was actually for sale when we moved here. It's an old farmhouse, and it has been for sale and on and off the market for six years. Uh, it's on the way to Charlottesville, and I just saw a sign the last time I it was there. It says coming soon. It says coming soon. It's, it's another- been there for six and a half years, yeah, but it's coming it's just, soon. It's a new realtor, right? though, because there's, there's laws about that. You have to, if you drop a realtor, you have to wait like six months before you get another realtor because of the overlap and the marketing and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Like the, the, the residual, like by six months, then if, if people still haven't shown an interest, then that realtor's not going to get any money. So then you can go to somebody else. But yeah, so it's coming soon with a new realtor, but it's the same house and it's been listed. And uh, it's that for sale sign has been there for as long as we've lived here. Right. Ever, driving back and forth to Charlottesville. And it's, a, it's, you know, look, it's, it's a plain... Old farmhouse. Yeah, big old rectangle, two stories. Yep. Uh, probably, I don't, I don't know. There's probably forty, f- probably close to forty acres of of pasture, and I don't know how much the property goes into the woods back there. So yeah. I don't know how big the the plot is. No. And I don't even know what they're offering for it. But you know, there's nothing f- fancy, nothing special about it. No. But it's uh, it's been on the market for. Ever and ever. So it was funny. I saw that coming soon sign too. I was like, oh, "It's funny right? coming soon." <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, Loretta, uh, your sale process in in New Jersey, uh, you know, you're right. You you have to deal with the highest property taxes in the country. Uh, you have a, a governor right now who wants to increase taxes for the wealthiest New Jerseyans, those who are most likely to be able to say, "Hey." That's why they're all leaving. Right, I know. You know, and so it's it's tough, but I, uh, I I wish you well and hopefully maybe there's, you know, some celebrity or financier or somebody who's looking for what sounds to be an absolutely beautiful spot right there in uh, Cumberland County, New Jersey, but I I'm glad that you and your hubby are doing well and keep us up to date on the search for the farm. I I, I never get tired of talking about people looking yeah. For their farm because I, I remember our experiences every so one vividly. We, everyone we went to it was like, Okay, we don't want this now. We do want that. <laughs> we don't yeah. need that, but we probably need this. It's funny, now I don't I don't remember the frustration as much. I know oh. that we felt it when we would go out on a Saturday and we'd look at like three or four different properties and we'd come back, we're like, ah, still didn't find it. And it was frustrating. But now when I think back, I'm like, That was do you remember that day that we went out to West Virginia and we saw uh the murder house. Oh, which yeah. Was the one that was that. It was like red carpet, and it just, oh, it was so awful. It was so, so like awful 70s decor. Was that the one that, with the pond and the really nice thing, but the the whole house was like shag carpet and wood paneling on the inside? Yes. Yeah. And then the kitchen was that horribly weird. It was like, it was like little, it was like thin little slices of, of, of tree, tree branches. Put together with that, uh, that <laughs> epoxy, epoxy varnish yes. stuff that was a big thing in the 70s. Yes, and you walked in the front door and you were like in a bedroom. I mean, it was, it was really it was weird. One of the front doors, yeah. You, it, it was a bed, but it was a living room. You're like, this is the bizarrest and That place. was the day that we also saw the house that had, it was built around the Civil War cabin. Yeah, that was the one I smashed my head on and then going right, in and out of the door. Because like the kitchen was like barely yeah, six feet above tall. my head. Yeah. And that was the same day. See, I can remember all of this. It was the same day. There was a house that we actually were really interested in. It was a big, I think it was like a four square, right? 
And it was right off the road. It had a willow tree and a little pond. Do you remember that place? And it had the bathroom all, right off of the, uh, off the Oh, room. yeah. I love that house. It was so cool, except for the weird, huge bathroom off the dining room. Right. Uh, the, right off the dining room. Everything else was really nice, though. It was pretty cool. That was the first time we'd ever seen those... Um, heat vent floor grate things on the second floor bedrooms. Where it's just like a hole cut There's a floor. hole with a grate in the floor. We have them here. Yeah. We have two. And they're right above the fireplaces. And that's so that warm air that rises could go through and help to heat up the second floor too. But yeah. we didn't know it at the time. And these were circular in this house. But yeah. they were still really cool. This also meant, by the way, that back in the day, you whispered unless you wanted your conversations to be heard by the people upstairs. Yeah, we have uh, sound blocking eggshell cart insulation for because uh, one of them is the kids' bedroom over the living room, right over the television, and the other one is in the family room, and that one is also right over where the television is. So, yeah, we've got them with that egg crate stuff. Right. <laughs> but, but again, I, I love the... It's, it can be frustrating at the time. We could notice. But I love the adventure. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, looking. but I still remember being like in tears, having like one too many cocktails, just writing a letter to writing an email to the realtor going, all I want is this. And then he came back with seven houses. And this was one of the ones that we, you know, that was one of the four that we saw out of the seven. Yep. Wow, that's right. Did we did we look at we we did look at all seven, right? This was the sixth. No, the, we only saw four out of the seven on the sheet. I thought this it was. The, oh, okay. This yeah, was yeah the you're right. There were house. two that we crossed out before we even looked. Yeah, there or, were a couple, that, and then there was like by the time we went to look at it, there was one that was going to be foreclosed, or it was a, it was actually a foreclosure, and it was set on money. And then even one of the ones that was on our list that we went to look at that looked like Laura actually threw up all over the house. Um, that one was listed to where we were like okay this is a good price and it wasn't it was it was nicer look it was a nice looking house but it was newer construction so we were pretty comfortable with it but as soon as we got there the whole situation changed it was a foreclosure and the price jumped huge and we were like no we can't yeah so that that was the one with the had the dog kennels not not the kennel kennel not with the boarding one but the they had a whole bunch of dog like they had a hunting dog set up in the okay back. yeah because there was another place in West Virginia, actually, that we looked at that actually had, like, a boarding That had a boarding kennel right? and a, another one of those weird, neat houses. The, the one big, huge room I really loved, the gigantic dining or whatever mm-hmm. they called it. It was, like, a sunroom, but it had a huge table in it. Yeah. It would have been a great dining room table. But everything else around the house, I hated. The the, 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 the ceilings were really, really low in that house. and uh, There's no air conditioning. No air conditioning. The bedroom doors upstairs, one of them didn't have a door. Right. You're like, how do you have a bedroom that had a curtain? I'm like, how do, maybe the kid got in trouble. I don't know. But it was just like, eh, this is just too weird. We should write a book about shopping. Our farm. Yeah, because <laughs> this was the 16th place we looked at. Yeah. And then we saw one more after it just because there was on the right. list and we were already looking. And we were like, nope. nah. That was the house that was like that had the living room that looked like a bowling alley. And it was all under construction. Remember, there was there was like the oh, fixtures yeah. were finished. It wasn't. It was a, a huge. It was huge house. house, but you couldn't get to the basement from the house. You had to go outside to go into the basement. The whole thing was under construction everywhere. Oh. It, it, it was another foreclosure. Yeah. So what yeah. happened was somebody had had started to build it, and and they couldn't. They finish couldn't it. finish it. Yeah, and so this was an unfinished but it was almost, house. It was almost finished. Like, the walls were in, the electric, the plumbing. And it was really plumbing, cheap. And it was know. really, really cheap. It was a neat-looking place, but it was, it was like, also yeah. creepy. 
because it was at the end of the driveway after a junkyard. Right. Yeah, slash was... car fixer guy. Yeah. So there was that whole creep factor. And it was, yeah, you were like you were you were out in the middle of nowhere, but you're also really close to a junkyard, which kind of defeats the purpose of being out in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was kind of bizarre. like, oh, come visit us. Just drive through the junkyard. We're right on the other side of that wire. All right, so so two more things that I will uh, throw out there because we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have been dealing with any of the uh, awful weather and it's been impacting you, just whether it's you know your backyard garden or your livelihood, again, we would love to hear what's going on in your world. Uh, you can drop us an email again, 40acrefool at gmail.com. Uh, also, I have a question for you because um, there's a possibility that we might be making some Corny Goat Farm themed t-shirts. So I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, if you had the opportunity to buy a t-shirt with a uh, bullet like a bu- or print of bullet Zelda or, a, or, a goat or a little or, goat, yeah. kind of a cartoon version of them, uh, would that be something that would interest you? You can uh, just let us know again. 40acrefool at gmail.com. In the meantime, man, I'm so glad we got a chance to actually do this, you and I, this week. Not just because it's better when you're here, but I'm just glad that you're better. I'm, I'm glad I'm better, too. And it, and it's nice to do this when I, you know, I don't like to do this when I don't feel well. I know. And I don't even bother asking. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed. I was I like, say, I'm going to go do the podcast in a while. <laughs> we have. We have. You just haven't been a part of it. But I'm, I'm well, I take that back because you're always a part of it, even when you're not. Well, thank physically you. on but I'm glad that you're here thank you alright so we'll wrap things up hope that you have a fantastic weekend be safe have fun live a little learn a lot and make something uh, seven, and, and make stuff is it make something make something whoops I got, I'm gonna get it wrong or make stuff it's fine let's try that again alright so live a little learn a lot be no be safe have fun live a little learn a lot <laughs> live a little yeah, live a little, learn a lot. I'll live it all. I love it. Live a and, little, learn a and, lot, and be make safe, something. Have fun, and make something or stuff. <laughs> make something or stuff. Make some stuff. How's that? Make some stuff. Make some stuff. There you go. And we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 